ulterior. Well, it finally happened, guys. I got COVID. All things considered, though, because I am vaccinated, it could have been way worse than it actually was. Uh, symptoms, they sucked, but at the same time, they were pretty mild, honestly. So, I, I can't believe I'm still saying this after everything that this universe has been through with COVID, but if any of you guys are not vaccinated yet, get fucking vaccinated. Just do your fucking part, because... This pandemic is never really going to end. Maybe someday we'll get into an epidemic stage, but even then, this is a virus that will always be around us. It's going to infect fucking everybody at some point. So, yeah, just please, please take all of the necessary safety precautions. And again, I can't believe I'm still saying that. Um, and that's kind of the only, like, life update, or at least the only life update that I'm willing to share right now. Um, some other things will... I will get to later on, not this episode, maybe next one. Uh, I just want to go ahead and get into the music afterwards. So uh, this week we have new singles from the likes of A Marionette, Dead Lakes, Black Bear, a couple of others I want to get to, and then brand new albums from, in her own words, Scary Kids, Scaring Kids, and Hollow Front. So yeah, thanks everyone. Enjoy this episode. So over the course of the weekend that I spent recovering from COVID, it seemed like everything in the history of concerts decided to happen all at once. Um, out here in San Antonio, there were shows by Thousand Below and Lorna Shore in the same venue on the same day at the same time. I wasn't able to be at either of them. Fucking sucked. Um, you had So What Festival going down and everything I saw on the TL for pictures and videos looked insane. Uh, there was a little kid going ape shit in the pits for Attack Attack and Knocked Loose. That was great. Um, speaking of pits and insane, uh, the autopsy pit, if anybody didn't see what happened on Twitter, I'll just go ahead and say it. Uh, girl just straight up got eaten out right in the middle of the pit. It was fucking crazy. You know, knees on the pavement, guys back on the pavement. That shit was gnarly. And then over at uh, Malta... Bring Me the Horizon played the fucking throwback set list to end all throwback set lists. Um, I am bringing it up real quick just to like kind of run it down song by song because even looking at it, I could not believe what was happening. Um, so let me see now. Okay, Liquor and Love Lost, Chelsea Smile featuring Corny Laplace from Spirit Box, the outro to Anthem, It Never Ends, I Used to Make Out with Medusa, Sleep with One Eye Open, Empire Let Them Sing featuring Lost Taylor from While She Sleeps, Blessed with a Curse, Antivis featuring Caleb Shomer from Beartooth, Alligator Blood featuring Ollie Appleyard from Static Dress, Hospital for Souls, Pray for Plagues featuring Alex Taylor from Malevolence, Sleepwalking, and Diamonds Aren't Forever. You guys do not understand the lengths that I would have been willing to go through to see that fucking set list live and the knowledge that I will never, ever, ever be able to experience what everybody in Malta did that night and it fucking eats at me, man. 
But I will proceed to stop my bitching right now and just go ahead with the singles like I'm supposed to. Uh, so the number one ranked song for Scenic Overlook last week came from A Marionette, and it is the single Simple. I haven't had many openings in the past to mention a marionette on this show before because they've been largely quiet in the time between 2021 and now, aside from one single and a Michael Jackson cover. So for me, Simple is the exact caliber of a song I needed to get on this microphone and acknowledge the superpower entity that is a marionette and how fucking good they are at conveying the progressive rock style that also blends like R&B and funk and swancore all at the same time somehow. Um, Simple is fast-paced while also being very intricate, so it's one of those songs where I, I feel like I'm hearing something new within it every single time I hear it. Um, and on top of that, it's just ridiculously catchy, and I can't get enough of what a marionette bring forth to the scene every chance they get because they feel so unique. It feels like there's no other band out there that sounds like a marionette that is doing it like a marionette, and I am way than way more than uh willing to be receptive of any new material that they put out so i can continue to gas them up on this show the new dead lake single called wrong way is fucking tremendous For a band with not a ton of material to their name, Dead Licks are actually really, really fucking important to me. Um, they had an EP out back on May 1st, 2020 called New Language. So that was like right near the start of the pandemic. And then also some really tumultuous times for myself on a personal level, not related to COVID. Um, so a lot of the songs on that record, like the title track and Close to Me and uh, No Gods, No Masters, um, they have like a really, really special place in my heart. And that attachment to Dead Lakes had me fucking eager to get to hear Wrong Way for the first time. And initially, I was taken aback by the delivery on vocals because it, from that standpoint to me, it carried some like slight hip hop tones to it. Like maybe something you would have heard off the of 21 Pilots from the Blurry Face era. Um, but as the song carried on and moved forward, I was able to understand what was happening. I felt it. And even if it wasn't like so, you know, based on alternative rock or post-hardcore the way that New Language was, it still connected with me. It still hit me. And I was able to sink my teeth into Wrong Way and I fell in love with it. And the chorus is like so Im embedded into my brain and I can't get enough of it. Um, Dead Lakes, they could be like that fucking band in the future. And I implore everybody to pay attention to what they're doing from here on out. We got Quicksand, which is the brand new single by Paloma. Who 
who are the spiritual successor to a band called Light of the Sky, who had an album in 2016 called Nightlife that honestly did produce a number of songs that I still go back to today. Um, I think for a long time now, the guys in Paloma have been unsung heroes in scene music because they quietly put out banger after banger, and even if it's like sporadic, it's still this really impressive run. And then even on like, you know, some cover shit from back when they were Light of the Sky, they uh, they did um, Company by Justin Bieber, and that shit was fire, bro. Like, the guys in Paloma, they got that dog in them, and again, every time they put out something new, it's just like, um, you know, altering in my opinion. Um you know, whether it's uh, 2AM or uh, Lock Me Up, and then now in the case of Quicksand, they are fucking incredible, and they have been for a while, and it feels like not enough people have been able to recognize that, not enough people understand that, and, and I get that it's an, an, it's an exposure thing, where Baloma don't have the exposure of other bands in the scene, but if they did, they would easily be on the level of, you know, say, a... Um, maybe like a Boston Manor, like a band that's like up there, but also not really up there to still have some levels to climb. I feel like Baloma could be on that level easily. A brand new Black Bear single featuring everybody's favorite Machine Gun Kelly. It is called GFY. What you want from me? Can we just pretend? Pretend that you didn't try to fuck all my friends. I wish I could erase you. You're tattooed in my head. There's three little words that I should have said. I have said time and time again on this show what Black Bear means to me. I think he is the most consistent artist in the scene today, and he has been for more than a handful of years. Black Bear cannot miss. He does not know how to miss. It is not within his boundaries to miss on anything. Um, so GFY, what I got out of this song was... Like, and not just because of the MHK feature, but like very, 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 very heavy tickets to my downfall vibes. It reminds me so much of my ex's best friend, which is just like the opposite of this um, collaboration where it was MGK featuring Black Bear. Um, I love the, like, um, I don't want to say pop punk tones of it, but just like, uh, you know, that like summery uh, punk and hip hop amalgamation feel that GFY has going for it. Um, great lyricism is always really quirky and fun. Uh, so tell me what you want from me. Can we just pretend? Pretend that you didn't try to fuck all my friends. I wish I could erase you. You're tattooed in my head. There's three little words that I should have said. Go fuck yourself. Um, so, you know, like very angry without sounding explicitly angry. And then even later on, I wish you well, but go to hell. Go fuck yourself. Um, I, I, I love this song. I love everything that Black Bear brings forth. And uh, embarrassingly, I kind of fuck with some of mgk stuff i have said that before i was not very harsh on mainstream sellout i think he does a great job with his feature spot here on gfy and overall just in my opinion a successful song the final single that i will be going in detail on for this episode comes from neck deep and it is called stfu I'm going to get this thought out of the way right now because it does admittedly make it sound like I don't fuck with SCFU, which is not the case. I definitely do. But again, let me get this out the way now. The first time I heard this song, I was taken back to the moment that I listened to Low Life for the first time, which was the lead single for All Distortions Are Intentional. 
It dropped at a really pivotal time in my life, and I vividly remember walking my mom's dog and seeing the sunset while the chorus came in, and fuck, man, I, I, I can't even really explain it. It's just like this really like sad, but also euphoric experience, and it, it's a really, really deep story that I won't dive too much into right now, but my adoration for low life was my first thought, and again, just because I'm making the assumption that STFU is the lead single for whatever the next Neck Deep record is. That's why that connection was made. Do I like this song as much as Low Life? No, but let's categorize Low Life in its own spot. Let's say that Low Life is, you know, this is experimental endeavor that Neck Deep tried and they got what they wanted out of it. And now they're moving ahead with STFU, which has way more in common with, uh, you know, something like the peace and the panic rather than all distortions are intentional. Um, it's like a return to form for Neck Deep in their pop punk phase. It is so catchy and vibrant and like fast paced while still being controlled. Um, I just think this is like one of those cases where Neck Deep is showing that like they can do whatever sound they want to, you know, whether they want to be a little bit experimental, like on all distortions are intentional, or if they want to go just full on pop punk, like on Peace in the Panic, they can do it. And I have all the faith in the world for Neck Deep to deliver on everything they intend to with this next record. Assuming STFU is the lead single, but also, I guess, not really because they can, they're fucking Neck Deep, dude. They're, they're incredible. They're on top of the mountain. If you guys heard any noise in the background, my cats were just running around the sofa being silly little kittens. Don't mind them. They're doing silly little kitten things. Um, the remainder of the singles from last week that I gave either a four or a five to in the reviews on social media. Anomaly by Aviana. Be Someone by Banks Arcade, Mirame by Brailing featuring Roy Purdy and Lil Aaron, Demon King by Brand of Sacrifice featuring Ryo Kinoshida, which is not a new song, but the Ryo feature is new, Stitches by Bullify Valentine, Garden by Colt, Death Nail by Dalav, Suffocate by Envy by Angels, Better Than Dead by Grumpster, It's Dangerous to Go Alone, Shame You Have No Friends by Last Night in Akiba featuring Unicorn Hole, Slow Burn by Limbs, it's Not Easy by Mayfield featuring Ian Fike, Bleed Together by Miss Mayai, Reshaped by Mouth for War, Still Breathing by Nerve, Hollow People by Nova Charisma, Glitch Theory by Profiler, Always Lose by Real Friends, Somebody New by Riley, Francis Farmer Will Have Her Revenge on Seattle by Soft Cult, Salt by Swaco, Me Because of You by The Fame, The Bridge by Travis McCoy featuring Elohim, and Hades by Vukovi. There was one song last week that actually got a 1 out of 5, the lowest rated song of the year so far, so by that notion, this is the worst song of the year I've heard so far that I reviewed for Ulterior, and it is Sucker by A Skylight Drive featuring Abstract. It's not really A Skylight Drive, so the actual A Skylight Drive, it, you know, they just played So What Festival, they're doing really well right now. This A Skylight Drive is led by the fr the ex-frontman of A Skylight Drive, uh, Jagman, and he put out this song under the name of Skylight Drive, and it is a two-pack of ass, guys. This song fucking sucks. So, yeah, Jagman, uh, stop doing that. Y you're not him. And I guess having gone through all that, we're going to go ahead and get into the records. There are three albums from last week, all of them pretty considerable in name value, at least for me. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start with the new album by In Her Own Words called Distance or Decay. I guess I can start this off by explaining my prior attachment to In Her Own Words. 
even though it's not as deep as it has been for some other bands I've reviewed records for, I first came across them in 2019 when the single Serotonin was released, and that's off of the album Steady Glow. Serotonin isn't one of the best songs I've ever heard, but it's still one that managed to stick with me over the course of the last three years. So, to me, I was already coming into Distance or Decay with the understanding that in her own words have that power within them to be memorable without necessarily being innovative. I don't think there's anything that they're doing that will change or reshape pop punk, but that doesn't mean that they can't still leave a mark in some way. Um, looking back at the singles rollout, In Her Own Words started with Leaving Forever, which dropped back towards the end of 2021. Um, I liked the song initially, and still very much so do now, but hearing the full package of Distance or Decay, I feel comfortable calling Leaving Forever one of the weaker songs on the record in my opinion and thus being a questionable choice for the lead single. To me, the singles rollout got progressively better with each release because after leaving forever, there was Lights Out, which carries with it some of the energy and tropes in pop punk that I will always be sucked into no matter what. Um, the chorus is catchy and infectious and it perfectly complements the verses that contrast each other in their own right in terms of instrumentation between the first and second ones. Raining in Toronto was one of the more intriguing songs on the record since it features Jonathan Vigil from The Ghost Inside, which is a metalcore band, so on paper, it looks very strange, but I think in the end it worked out really, really well, and it's just nice to see Jonathan still delivering vocals considering what The Ghost Inside had to overcome over the last few years. There was another feature spot on the record with Circles, which has uh, Derek Destanio from State Champs on the track. I think I did talk about this extensively when it was released as a single a few weeks ago, so I won't ramble on about it too much, but it does still hit with as much ferocity as it did back then. Uh, Daydream was the other remaining single, and in my opinion, it's one of the strongest songs on Distance or Decay, and it really does highlight the quirks that give In Her Own Words a potential pillar spot in pop punk one day. Um, and then with the record came I Still Feel You in the Air, which is this interlude song that acts as part of daydream and it's just like this really cool and beautiful experience that gives closure to that song um three of the non-single tracks on distance or decay embody a slower paced style within in her own words and for the most part i would say it worked tremendously well um miracle in particular was one of the high points on the record i love how it is this slow song but it still incorporates the rest of the band and it feels like um it feels like the nature of in her own words just with a different tempo if that makes any sense um ghost kind of deters away from what i just said about including all of in her own words since it's an acoustic song but still it's very impactful and powerful and in my opinion it probably should have been the closer um, and maybe that attachment I have to Ghost is what makes Footprints slightly underwhelming in comparison. It's still a fantastic song, but whenever I hear Ghost, I feel like In Her Own Words perfected the pop-punk ballad and anything afterwards just wasn't really necessary for any reason other than getting the record to a certain number of songs. Um, so even if I don't think that Distance or Decay close on as strong of a note as it could have, this is still uh, an, an incredible record, an incredible outing on the part of In Her Own Words. Um, I've gassed them up so many times before. I've said that they really could be, you know, a, a staple in pop punk in the future. And I stand by that after hearing this album. 
I don't think we're that far off in the future from uh, talking about In Her Own Words in the same breath as State Champs or Neck Deep or The Story So Far or The Wonder Years. Like, they have all the potential in the world to get there, and I think Distance or Decay is further proof of that. Uh, so now I'm going to go ahead and move into the brand new Scary Kids, Scaring Kids album, Out of Light. There's some lore that I need to cover before getting into Out of Light and why this is likely going to remain one of the most unique records of the entire year. So for those who don't know, Scary Kids, Scaring Kids were a pretty prominent band in the mid-2000s of the scene, which I think people will consider to be, or a lot of people rather, will consider to be like the peak years of this space that we all encompass and talk about. They had an album in 2005 called The City Sleeps in Flames, which I think holds up incredibly well today as one of the most premier sounding scene records you can come across. There is one particular song on that record called The World As We Know It, and I've sort of kept that one with me the entire time, and it's a song that still means as much to me today at 27 uh, as it did when I was, you know, 15 or 16. Like, that song is so important to me and special to me and I can't name the amount of pivotal life-altering moments where the world as we know it was kind of like the soundtrack for all that. Um, Unfortunately, Scary Kids Scaring Kids broke up in 2010 and then even more tragic afterwards, their vocalist Tyson Stevens passed away in 2014. The band came together in 2019 for a song called Loved Forever, releasing it on what would have been Tyson's 34th birthday. And after that, they reunited for an anniversary tour of The City Sleeps in Flames. And then very shortly thereafter, the pandemic hit. So I'm not exactly sure what the band had planned for that period of time. And that brings us to Out of Light, which was done in collaboration with a over a dozen different vocalists. And every single song on here has someone different singing. And I'll go through the list right now. Nightmares features Spencer Charnas from Ice Nine Kills, The Dark features Noah Sebastian from Bad Omens, To the Unknown features Veins, Until You Come Back features Matt McDonald from The Classic Crime, Knock It All Down features Low Lotus from If I Die First and Solo Fame, New Morning features Cove Reber from Dead American and formerly Seosin, Omens features Spencer Chamberlain from Underoath, Black Hole features Donovan Malero from Hail the Sun and Nova Charisma, I Wanna Know features Jesse Cash from Era, Escape from My Reality features Modson, Endlessly Yours features Tyler Posey and Femme, and for Atlas features Michael Swank from Fox Era and formerly Micah Relocate. So this is a fucking all-star lineup to say the least. All hits, no misses when it comes to each of the vocalists enlisted for this record, but admittedly, for me at least, that also makes this really difficult to review because it doesn't sound like a cohesive project. None of these vocalists conformed to one style or sound or idea and went from there. Each song has different characteristics and I think it it does a slight part in hindering the flow of this record because it is jarring to go from like Noah Sebastian on one song and into Veins for the next. Um, And then in some instances, the vocalists don't really incorporate what makes their own bands so special. For example, Nightmare featuring Spencer Charnas. Spencer kind of just sings the song, for lack of a better way of explaining it, 
this doesn't sound like anything that Ice Nine Kills would have been doing. Whereas The Dark, uh, that does have some electronic stuff that isn't so far removed from Bad Omens. And actually, you know who I think is the star of this record? Matt McDonald, who was actually the only vocalist I wasn't familiar with prior. Uh, somehow the classic crime just got away from me for nearly two decades until I got to hear Until You Come Back and just be left in complete awe of this guy's talent and the life he was able to get uh, into this song. Um, this track was omitted from Scenic Overlook and now that I look back on it, I can see it as a mistake and this song had every right to be considered one of my favorite songs from last week. Omens was another highlight and also somewhat antithetical to what I was saying about Spencer Charnas being hindered performance-wise by his song, because Omens, it's not really under oath per se, yet Spencer Chamberlain got on the track and showed everyone again why he is him. And on another note, like a joking note, I I do kind of wish Noah Sebastian got that song just so he could have sang Bad Omens as a lyric. Um, Black Hole featuring Donovan Malero is maybe the best example of a song on this record feeling and sounding like something grounded in the singer's own material. Um, Black Hole has enough of Hail the Sun's traits for me to find believability when it comes to Donovan navigating this track and making it his own. Um, Endlessly Yours has some 2000s screamo energy to it in its delivery on both cleans and screams so I I thought that was outstanding and both Tyler Posey and Pham should be proud of it Uh, and just throwing this out there if anyone isn't familiar with Tyler he was on Teen Wolf like a decade ago and I admire everything that he's been able to achieve in both realms of acting and music Um, so I I think overall with Out of Light this is just one of those albums that really needs to be heard by everybody because it is an experience that's not going to happen again, you know, um, or at least not for a while, I would say. Uh, we've seen stuff like this before with, um, you know, Suicide Silence's uh, performance in honor of Mitch and then Linkin Park's in memorial of Chester. But to get something like this in album form and be made up of completely brand new songs, it's very, very strange to to get this and to be part of Scary Kids discography because it is so different from everything else they've ever done before for obvious reasons. Um, it, it's a really cool project. I love the idea behind Out of Light. Do I think it was executed to the greatest extent that it could have been? Not really. I, I do think maybe there are some slight missteps, if you even want to call them missteps. Um, but at the same time, there were some incredible moments on Out of Light. Uh, you know, I talked about Donovan and um, what uh, Spencer Chamberlain were able to do. These are some amazing songs, all in all. And even if the project itself is not so cohesive, it's still good. And I can't emphasize that enough. And now I'll get into the final album for this episode, that being The Price of Dreaming by Holofront. I'm going to say this now just to have it be like the lead for this review. I don't think Holofront found just what was missing from their act. I think they found what is missing from a lot of metalcore acts today. And I know I have a tendency to say some shit about metalcore despite it being one of the most covered genres on this show. But it's been like a recurring thing for years now where 
metalcore feels more flat often than not. Um, so with Holofront, it always felt like they were right there on the cusp of figuring it out. Um, I think I made the same analogy last year about Normandy and what they were able to achieve with Dark and Beautiful Secrets with Holofront. I, I look at their 2018 EP Still Life and then their 2020 album Loose Threads, and I could hear a band that just needed like one small push in their structure and songwriting to really emphasize why they are one of the best going today in metalcore. Um, and with the price of dreaming, again, they, they did more than just find it. They found it and perfected it at the same time. Um, the first single for this album came last year in August. It was Treading Water, which I thought was the first clear sign that Holofront had seemingly found what was missing. Um, Treading Water ended up making my top 100 songs list for 2021. And it, honestly, if this came out like today and it was brand new this year, it would have a, as good of a chance at making 2022's list. Treading Water is amazing. I can't get enough of it. Even going back uh, to it from The Price of Dreaming, it was like one of my most played songs over the last week. I love everything about Treading Water. Uh, Comatose was a second single, and I felt like that showed this connective thread between that song and Treading Water in the sense that, um, I, again, Holofront found what was missing and perfected it, and they're just building song after song after song with it. You know, it was like they, they uh, like the Chaos Emeralds or the uh, Infinity Infinity Stones. I can't fucking talk. Um, they just found everything that they needed, and now they are that fucking band. Um, title track did much of the same, bringing into the fold this insanely catchy chorus. And then with Heritage, that single was more engraved in just metalcore rather than the metalcore and post-hardcore amalgamation that I thought the other singles highlighted, but it was still just as successful in my opinion. Um, taking in the rest of the record, In the Spotlight acts as the perfect opener to introduce new and old fans of Holofront to the concepts that would be explored on The Price of Dreaming in terms of the heavy sections blending beautifully with the more melodic material of the band. Um, I think songs like Self-Sabotage and Changeling did a lot of good in further showing me that Holofront did indeed find what was missing from their metalcore execution, and as a result, these songs that could have easily been missed by other bands became some of the strongest metalcore outings I've heard so far this year because of the musicianship on the part of Holofront. And I, I think you can also throw in Better Off and Dear Sons in the, into that same discussion. Um, when Holofront decided to slow things down, their versatility shines in a way that it does for only a select few metalcore bands, in my opinion. Um, Two Worlds Away has some of the most beautiful moments I've heard for a metalcore song in a minute. And the way that it spends more than half of its runtime building up to the explosive outro, it was like, I don't, I'm trying to figure out the best way to put it. Maybe chilling is one way. It was just like, um, like goosebump inducing. It was fucking epic and powerful and tremendous. And it's one of those songs like, I can't skip around it whenever I hear it. It has to be from start to finish. It is that much of a journey. And then the entire record built up to running away, which... I am not denying the possibility that this is my favorite song on the entire album. Um, it's slow while still incorporating um, a lot of the aggression that makes Holofront, you know, this standout metalcore band. It's just done at a different pacing. And the way that this song is kind of just like surrounded by these very euphoric tones 
and the way that it lends itself to the chorus, and maybe it's the best chorus on the entire album, it is just like so unforgettable and remarkable and it's one of those songs that like just kind of latch itself onto my brain and it just would not let go of me and even almost a week later i still have the same level of affinity for running away on my you know 50th listen of it that i did my first one um and it was the perfect way to close the album and i already you know kind of went on and on about why I think this album is so perfect and why it works so well and why it makes me so proud of Holofront for having taken the time to like really explore what it is that they're trying to accomplish with their music and not only, you know, deliver it in an improved manner, but a perfected manner, uh, you know, in that regard. Holofront really, really are one of the best bands in the world right now. I, I don't have a single shred of doubt uh, in that statement now, having heard The Price of Dreaming in full, front to back, several times. And it's an album that is going to stay with me for the rest of the year. I, I don't foresee there being any scenario where I let go of this album, where I just forget about it, where, you know, when I'm looking back at my favorite albums of the year in December, I, there's no reason for The Price of Dreaming to kind of like fall out of the forefront of my brain. It is going to stay there because that is what Holofront demanded with their performance. And that's it. That was every album and single from last week for me to discuss. Um, I feel pretty tired, honestly, kind of like out of breath. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just let this episode end right here. And next week's going to be a big one. So for, for reasons other than just music, but, you know, I will elaborate on that when the time is right. So thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And... As always, for better or worse, let's make a scene.